Yeah, what you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Give her a follow, everybody, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore unique. Laura, queen, what you got? All right. Don't forget the underscore. Just saying. So I saw this video that went viral. And shout out to the undefeated because I saw it on their IG. Nice. Of Dr. Dix, who is a professor of health and science at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania. So the video went viral because he is teaching while holding a baby. And the baby is not his. It's one of his students who didn't have a babysitter. And he was quoted saying, when one of my students needs me, I'm there. Students come to see, come to me and said, Dr. Dix, I'm going to miss class. My reply was, why? She said she didn't have a babysitter. I said, yes, you do. Bring him to class and I'll take care of him. I'm always going to be here for my students. I always say as educators, we are more than our title. I will never have a student miss class because they have no one to keep their kids. I will hold Dr. Dick's daycare in the back of my class before I allow them to miss class. Days like this makes me fall in love with what I do. Yo, shout out to that professor because I have some and they suck. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm in four or five classes and they're not like this. Really? No. None of your professors no, would... No, but I'm, this is uh, not about my professors. I'm just saying I wanted to shout out this mm. professor because well, of what he's doing for his students. And I feel like as educators, I've taught in schools, and it's hard, man. Like, I was teaching high school. Whew. And I, I love seeing professors that love what they do, and they genuinely want to help their students, especially students of color. Like, yeah. that to me is it's a huge thing. And I love that he's getting praise for it. He's been doing it because I've been seeing his IG and a lot of his old students are like, this is who he is. This isn't new. He didn't do this for IG. Like, this is who this man is. He's there for his students. And I love yeah. that. There's a lot of things at play here. Number one, of which that's an HBCU. So that's the yes. kind of sort of family love that you get in those environments for a lot of reasons. Number one is that, hey, you're right. People care about each other in a different kind of way in terms mm-hmm. of like the relationship between not just the students, but like the teachers and students that, you know, the student to teacher ratio is a factor, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In that kind of situation. And number two, it speaks a lot to, I don't know. I just think a kind of a lot of weird stigmas around what students go through in terms of like how hard it is to really make that, make that transition in life where you're supposed to be inside of an actual classroom, something that's our eyes have been open to a lot, you know, in 2021 about, mm-hmm. is that really what we need to do? You know? So if people are showing up, and he's showing up for them. That's all you can really ask. It's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. I actually think it's great just that you care enough about another person. Be like, listen, man, you know, you got a kid. You can't go somewhere. Give me the kid. I'll, I'll help you out. I, and I just think that's a, a very nice story. I had somebody do that for me many years ago. Um, I was on a trip, and we had a newborn baby, and we were actually planning on going somewhere, and we couldn't get in because we had a baby. They were like, nope, you can't bring this baby in here. I'm like, why not? Like, ah, oh, the baby might interrupt a whole bunch of people crying or whatever. I'm like, no, baby's going to sleep. Baby's going to be fine. Like, nope, can't bring the baby in here. And I actually went back to the team hotel, and somebody said to me in the lobby, like, well, give me the baby. I'll, I'll watch the baby for the next two hours, you and now my ex-wife. But you guys go do what you were planning on doing. Go ahead. And I was like, no way. You're going to take the baby from us and give us a couple hours? It's just a sweet thing. I mean, if you can help somebody out like that, that's very, very sweet. Way nice. to go, Dr. Dix. Yeah, oh, dude also knew what he was doing as well. Technique strong. Yes. If you haven't seen the video, check yes. it out. Yes. Man's is definitely, definitely not his first rodeo. Are you telling me that he's up in front of this class, like teaching and yeah. talking? Watch the video, bro. Check I, it I, out. I, I yeah. gave you the link. I mean, Worth I'll send seeing. it to you guys. Yep.
Yeah, yeah please do. So That's dope. cool. All right, there you go. That's what you need to know. As determined by at UNEEQ, don't forget her underscore. She picks those stories. There you go. That's what you need to know. All right. It's brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Clinton, as far as last night, just want to finish this up with the Dodgers because I know we'll talk more about what's coming up tonight. But uh, we had this whole conversation yesterday about Cody Bellinger. And it was interesting, I thought, how many people called the show yesterday to say that they're not into Cody Bellinger anymore. They wouldn't pay him more than the $16 million he's currently paying. He's all screwed up offensively. I mean, all the things that people were saying. I know from my side of things, I was like, no, he is such a great defensive player, and he's still such a young player, and he's dealing with coming off of an injury, and yeah, maybe he tinkers a little too much with his batting stance, but all of those things, I still think he's a bargain, and I actually also think that the Dodgers have more money than anybody else and don't really need to worry about it. But that all being said, he did come up last night with a somewhat important hit in the game. I mean, he, he was, I don't know if I'll call it clutch. It didn't exactly win the game. It didn't score any runs. But he did come up. He did get a big hit at an important part of the game. What did you think? Well, what I've, what I've thought and what I said yesterday as well was that, I, you know, I don't know how good, for lack of a better term, Cody Bellinger needs to be for me to consider him back to the level I think he's going to need to be at for the Dodgers to be good. I mean, if he's a platoon player – who, you know, gets a hit here and there, let's just extend this metaphor out to the playoffs, you know, that could be far more advantageous than you think. But I think that because of the Greg Bergmans of the world seem to think that he's a bum on the side of the road, you know, there's something to be said about his confidence. I mean, I'm joking about Greg, but I'm saying that, like, you. clearly there is something to be said. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking, but there's something to be said about what his sort of plate approach is from a mental standpoint. That's a big thing in baseball. I mean, this guy's in a slump. You know what I mean? And he, I'm, I'm not sure that I would call that a slump buster, but he definitely sort of found something in himself, Greg. No? I mean, you could tell just from his reaction when he was on first base. So here's the thing. He had a couple of bats where he did hit the ball hard. Yeah. Uh, he When that, that play that was a stab by uh, yeah. Freddie Freeman, he hit the ball hard. Uh, he hit the ball hard a little bit early, later on in the game, too, but then in that last at bat, I think it was the eighth or the I think it was the eighth. He looked just absolutely lost and completely couldn't figure out what the plate looked like. Overmatched a hundred percent. I think there's just too much of that where it goes back and forth. Look, if he's going to start hitting the ball hard, then he's going to start. He's starting. He'll start to get some hits. Holes, yeah. Yes, eventually, hard hit balls are going to find holes. Just for the most part, he's hitting them directly at people right now, and a lot of times he's going up the right field side too. So you know, like if you have a first baseman that's not as good as Freddie Freeman is, who is fantastic at first base, maybe that ball gets through. Yeah, that's, that's a double point. in the corner. So, so are you are you still as out? I mean, listen, it's only one game. It's only one hit. You know, I mean, because yesterday you you. Pretty much seemed like you were out. But listen, you've also been out on Kenley Jansen. He had a great performance last night. He did. He did. Uh, it's not so much that I'm out. Uh, yes, I in the off season after the season, depending on what he does moving forward and in the playoffs, I'm most likely out on Cody Bellinger. Yeah, we'll reevaluate at the. I think we we, right. we came to that decision yesterday. We'll, we've stayed this matter in the courts, and we will reevaluate <laughs> after the playoffs. I think that's fair. My point right. is though is that yesterday was good for morale. In terms of, I think what happened with Bellinger, any anything he found a hole. At the plate is a good thing. Yeah, he found a hole. Yeah, you know that's, that's what good. you got to do sometimes. Hit it where they ain't. I'm agreeing. You know? Yeah, it's okay. a good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Finding that hole is just is different. Oof, God. Let's. I don't. Know, we can keep a lot moving of bells on. And whistles. Yeah, we can. We can go ahead and just move <laughs> past all this. <laughs> Laura, what's going on back there? Everything all right? I try to ding because Greg's like, calm down. 
and I ended up hitting the wrong bell, and then I was like, I gotta hit the right bell, and Multiple it's just bells. a lot of bells. Yeah. <laughs> Get up in the bottle of a Get out! <laughs> oh Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Exactly it doesn't work back there. <laughs> this is what I gather from him running into the studio. Well, the funniest minute. part about the bit is that you can always hear the door close. Like <laughs> it's like it's not even a sound effect. It's the real thing. It's funny. I always like my favorite part is when he's off the mic and he's yelling like this. Right. You know? <laughs> well, he ain't getting near my mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, let's uh, set it up, Greg. I know we'll, we'll we'll talk more later on, but just just set up the pitching matchup tonight because tonight's such a monster night. You got. The Giants again against Milwaukee. And I'll tell you, man, I think maybe maybe we're not realizing, and I say we, Clinton, you may disagree. I'm not sure the world realizes how good Milwaukee is. Um, and I, I kind of thought, you know, well, listen, they're a first-place team, and they're pretty good, but you know, I still think of San Francisco, best record in the league, and Milwaukee's taking the first two. So tonight, big, big games. Uh, Milwaukee versus San Francisco, game three. The Dodgers-Atlanta, game three. Dodgers win, Giants lose. When these two teams go head-to-head this weekend, the Dodgers will actually be in first place should that all play out that way. So, Greg, could you set us up here? Yeah, so tonight, which, by the way, the Giants have lost four of five. Yeah, they're, so, they're on a slide. Yeah, flat. so where everybody's been saying, and by the way, with that four of five, they still have the best month of the year that they had all year, which is pretty incredible. But they have Kevin Gosman going up against the Brewers' Brett Anderson. And if they lose that game, they're, gonna be, they're not going to be swept by Milwaukee because they have a four-game set, but that could set the Dodgers up to have a huge, huge game tonight with Max Scherzer on the hill for the Dodgers going against Max Freed. So, for the Braves. Dodgers win tonight and Giants find a way to lose. Dodgers are in first place again. Yeah, that's big. You know, we talked about this earlier in the week. This is why you set things up the way that you do because when you're playing certain people does matter. This is a completely different series if they go into this thing with the Giants ahead in first place and rested the way that they want to be rather than maxing out and maybe not even getting what they want it to be once they come up into them. I think Dave's done a pretty good job with this so far. It's bearing fruit right now. So last night we're all texting during these games, and I'm like, wow, man, this is, this is really exciting. Because I was watching last night. I had three baseball games on at the same time, and I was also watching – um, Spectrum last night and their coverage of you know the Rondo signing and, and the interviews that were being done with Rondo and what he was talking about. We can get to that coming up. But, Greg, you had a very, uh, I don't know, an entitled, if you will, sort of uh, text along the way, which was, never in doubt. You've been saying it all year. Never in doubt. I expected the Dodgers at some point to overtake the Giants to win the division and get back to the World Series. Never in doubt. Really? Never? Well, no, it was never in doubt. When you said it over and over again, like, oh, the Giants are for real. They're really they're gonna they're not gonna lose. It's not gonna happen. I still thought it was gonna happen. We had DeMarco in when Clinton wasn't able to work. And DeMarco said, There's no chance. You are delusional for thinking that the Dodgers are going to come back and win this division. And that's what Demarco said. Why yeah, did he say De- that? I don't know. He said it. He said it to me. He said it to Travis. He said we were delusional. Wow, for thinking that the Dodgers were going to come back. And lo and behold, we are now a half game back. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you can I, look. Just because they never overtake them, the point was whether or not they were going to get within striking range. Right. And I think that if you're in, listen, if you're, if the thing can swing a full game and you can take the lead from them in the series, then you are within striking distance. That, is, that in itself is an accomplishment. Look, here's the deal. The Giants are a really good team. They're playing way yeah, above their heads, and they're a very Okay, so let's, let's stop there. Let's stop with the playing way above their heads at this point. It's September. I think that that part of the analysis can go because, again, they got the. that's what I was saying yesterday. It'd be one thing if they were just ahead of the Dodgers. 
That's not the case. They, they got the most game. wins in the league. You know what I mean? So, like, the notion that they're playing above their heads at this point, look, I, I think that that's inaccurate, you know, because it shows in September, at least to me. Sure. No, I, I understand what you're saying. But, like, if you look at the team, a lot of the pitchers are kind of off the scrap heap type pitchers. Kevin Gosman right. and Anthony Descalfani were not guys that were like, oh, we got to get those dudes. No. Um, Johnny Cueto's been around forever. but like, And also, you know, Evan Longoria is older. Buster Posey is older and hasn't had a good year in a few years. Uh, Brandon Crawford is older and hasn't had a good year. It's All of these guys are all just having great years right now. Chris Bryant was a fantastic pickup for them. Yeah. But all of these guys are still not well you kind of expect them to kind of fall back to the median i don't know what the exact phrasing mm, is kind of reminds me of a team that won the world series in 2019 how about that in 20 <laughs> exactly that. no but well, they, saying, well, i get what they, your but point they is. got they got hot late they got hot late but a lot of guys Giants having career years a lot of guys having career years is very different from walking into a season and saying okay you're going to dominate but they're still winning the ball games gregory of that's course. what i'm trying to tell you Right, but I mean, again, for the Nationals, they got hot late to, to come back from behind. They weren't even in the wild card picture for a little while. That's true. And then they, I think didn't they have to win a game one sixty three to get into the. They had even, to have a daggone error by uh, what's his name who played Trent Grisham for yeah, near Padres Trent, over there, buddy. Trent Grisham, exactly. That was the, that's what had to happen. <laughs> right, a lot so, of luck. But I, my point only was is that not all squads win World Series by being the team everybody thought was going to win and being uber talented on paper. Some teams just win it by playing the base. Baseball, and the Giants are proving that right now. Off season, not off season, but late season additions aside. Sometimes, you know, it's like if we're all healthy, okay, if, if everybody can play to their average of their career, okay, that's an if. Well, the Giants, you know, I love how you're putting it, Greg. It's like, you know, they're a good team, but they're playing over their heads. Um, I would say that the consistency over the year, this is just the one time, though, where you're talking about where they've lost four out of five that all Dodger fans have been waiting for. Like, when are they going to just have a crack in the window where the Dodgers can pick up some wins while the Giants are falling down? And it just so happens that it is it's right now. This is the time. So The important hey, we'll go, time. Yeah, we'll go deeper into it because, hey, now it's September. Now everything is playoff. You know, it seems like playoff-type baseball. Stick around, everybody, because we're going to get to what Clinton calls the best month of the year. Why? We'll find out coming up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I really feel like I was misquoted there. really feel like uh, my comments were taken out of context there. And there goes a deep drive to left from Castellanos. Two front <laughs> homer. Bruh. <laughs> I really wasn't talking about Keyshawn. I was talking about Chris. Talking about Morales. Backpedal. No, not backpedal. Everything I said, I said. But who was I talking about? I was talking about Morales. Are you, are you trying to fight him? I don't understand. Like, there's no, people you, that oh, you... No, no, you guys don't get it. I'm here. done taking crap from everybody around here, okay? Well, Listen, I've been here for a year now, 
okay? And I've taken plenty of beatdowns over the last year as the new guy. Now I'm ready to fight back. That's all, Greg. So, okay, that's fine. But, I mean, you're choosing Morales, who yeah. does all the imaging. I mean, there's right. sort of, like, go after me first. No, 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 And then no, maybe no, go after no. Laura for a little after, bit. Maybe no, go after no, Bri- no. Briones. Oh, he like, does gotta, not want to go after no. me. No, you got to move, you gotta move yourself up to the big boys. Yeah, no, you can't no, just no. go right after. I go after. right for the heavyweight championship. That's not how that works. You're not your weight class right now. Yeah, yeah. That's not how Keyshawn. No, I'm going. I'm going right to the heavyweight champion of the world. I want a chance at the belt. That's what I want. That's what I want. I mean, take a swipe at Mace uh, or Travis or Sliwa or someone like that. You know, take take then and then work your way up. You know, you know who Kaplan is. Kaplan is like my puppy, who is five (laughs) pounds. She is a Chihuahua. And she thinks she is like 50 pounds and can take on that 50 pound dog. And it's like you go and then she just rolls. Baxter situation. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's who I am, Laura. I think I think I think you'll find out that's not really who I am. Um, But I but I sat here and I took my beat downs for the first year and I and I took it like, you know, okay, I'll just take it. But now I'm ready to start dishing it out as well. So and we'll see if everybody else can take it. You know, there you go. All right, let me uh, ask Clinton Yates why he believes September is the greatest month. Don't say it, Lord. I I believe. This is a fact. Most people believe this. Now, the reason why September is the best month of the year is there's there's a very simple one, which is that, A, in most parts of the country, it's when the weather is best year around. So, like, think about it. If you're thinking about, like, the months on the East Coast, when yeah, there we go. Give me the, give me that earth on the fire. When there you think you about the months on the East Coast when the weather is super hot or super cold, none of that's happening in September, you know. And you think about like the stuff that's happening on the calendar. Baseball season is ending. Schools are coming back. Your beloved football is coming back. We've got U.S. Open, which I'm watching right now on a sports front. And in general, like the beginning of fall is kind of the best part of fall. You know, warm during the day, gets kind of chilly at night. You can flex. All of your uh, wardrobe choices, if you know what I'm saying, you can really start dressing. I just think it's, I just think it gives you the most to offer without overloading you with holidays, you know, which is an important thing. Well, I can't really, uh, I I really can't get into a full blown argument about which month is the best. I mean, I can tell you this: your point is well made on me. You go from baseball, and every game seems to matter now. So, listen. For a guy like myself who I say all the time, I'm a football junkie. I'm watching University of Alabama-Birmingham against Jacksonville State. I'll watch the IMG Academy of high school football play on ESPN. I don't care who they're playing. I mean, that's the kind of football junkie I am. So, Clinton, to go from it's early September through the month of September, all these baseball games count. You know, teams can go on big winning streaks. Some teams can collapse and fall apart. And then college football is starting and NFL football is starting. So for me, I also love this particular month, but mostly as we're transitioning from baseball to football. Yeah. Uh, fun facts. Let's read Let's read from my Twitter feed. Uh, Kay Murray, who covers soccer for ESPN, she says, correct. And, of course, the great Mina Kimes, America's sweetheart. You know what she said, Greg? Your best take. So yeah, this is this is that makes it a fact. <laughs> Look, basically, if you're, you're going to listen to someone, Mina Kimes is probably a good yeah, person to listen that's to. That's pretty much it. So I'm glad. What do you guys I'm think? Glad we I reviewed mean, this. I mean, Greg, you're you're a baseball nut, you know, and your your Dodgers are every single year. They're right there in it. But September, because now you got the Rams starting. You're a big Raider fan. Raiders are starting. You're a UCLA fan. Huge weekend coming up against LSU. By the way, I would love to know 
how many free tickets has UCLA been able to get out on the streets and distribute? Because there were like 32,000 or so at the game against Hawaii in the Rose Bowl. And by going out and giving away all these free tickets and inviting all of these people to come and say, hey, come on, high school kids, come be UCLA fans. I wonder how many they've been able to get out there and what kind of crowd they're expecting against LSU. But what do you think? September? Favorite I- month? I'm I'm just trying to file where you follow where you went all over the place there. Oh yeah, there, brains going in. Yeah, that, you went directions. to like three, four, five different subjects there to talk about September. But yes, I I love September. I mean, the first day of the month is the greatest of them all. Obviously, clearly, clearly. clearly. There you go. Um, but, but yeah, I got I got playoff like baseball not playoff baseball yet i got the raiders starting up again the we're right around the corner from the lakers starting up again september is a fantastic month yeah it's a great month sidebar speaking of the raiders did you see these specs of the owner's house mark okay okay i saw this unbelievable i am shocked hold on on. 1500 square foot home includes a 5400 square foot garage valued 14 milli. This thing looks like an office park with a jacu- with a casino in it. That's what it looks like. So you said 1,500 square foot home. Did did, did I get that right? 1,500? Yeah. Oh, no, 15,000, whatever. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, no, I'm asking because I wanted to just make sure. So 15,000 square foot house. Six acre plot. Pardon me. Go ahead. Yeah. And this is somewhere in suburban Vegas? I have no idea. Well, look, at $14 million is not in Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? So... So it, it amazes me when I saw Mark Davis in this, this, what looks like a stadium that he's turning into a house. And I'll tell you why I was so fascinated by it. Because I perceive Mark Davis to be a guy who really isn't like a Stan Kroenke or a Jerry Jones, where he's a multi-billionaire and has a big fat house like this. I kind of perceive Mark Davis as a guy who just sort of inherited what his dad had done and that was really all the wealth in the family was within the value of the team, which is why, you know, he moved to Vegas because the Bank of America and the state of Nevada spent over a billion dollars to build that stadium. He didn't put any money into yeah, but that. Do you, know any, do you know anybody who's a inherit like a like a like a trust fund inherited inheritance person? I do. They're all the most ridiculously opulent people on earth. You know what I'm saying? Because they haven't worked for what they have. This is completely in line with this dude being in the business of being a son. You know what I mean? This thing looks like a practice facility. Yeah, this but have you ever heard have you ever heard these stories about Mark Davis where like his office is the end of the bar at a PF Chang's, you know, that he drives some old beater car. That right. he wears like these old Levi jeans, and so he can save Nikes. for his ridiculously ostentatious house. <laughs> Clearly, know, the man had a method. You know, yeah. this I don't is know. Wild, I just though. had a, I had a total I had a totally different perception of Mark Davis. Well, what it is, it says in the story. According to the project plans, the house would have a man cave. The whole house is a man cave. A prep kitchen, a bar, a steam room, a library just for you, Greg. A sleek pool area, a porte cochere, whatever that is. I know exactly what that is, but I don't want to explain it. And an area for, this is the best part, an area for guest slash vendor parking. Like, you're going to have food trucks on your own lawn? Like, that. this is hilarious. You yeah, should. Well, you gotta, Why wouldn't you, you have food trucks? Yeah, yeah. you got to entertain when you have a house like idea. that. Yeah. Great idea. And what, anyway, was, what, you, was, what was the little shot with the with the library there? I'm just like, saying, man. you know, you can do a lot of reading in there. Like, I do do a lot. Of I know that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. not a joke. Okay, it's not right, a shot. Right, right. I am not like <laughs> these other humans who walk around taking unnecessary shots at people. It's true. I, okay. Television's Fair enough. Hates. I'm a nice person. Okay. Oh if I'm God. taking a shot at you, it's direct. 
I'm so know, just used to it. Used to, I'm used to either being Cap or Sadano or Mace or whoever no, it happens to be. Taking taking a little shot. So by the way, I'm used to it as well. I'm used to Bergman, Morales, Laura. I'm used to everybody's shots as well. I can okay? take it. So if you ever want to take shots, it's okay. I, I'm a big girl. I can take it. I've never heard Clint get fired up like that. Like. I don't like you dragging me into this nonsense, but I'm out here trying to chill. That's what I'm saying, yo. I moved to California to slow down and relax and have fun. And y'all are out here sniping over nonsense. (laughs) Nobody want to hear that, you know? (laughs) So wait, so you said, hey, Greg, there's a library for you. A lot of good books you can be quiet and read. But you also said something in French, and you told us yesterday that you speak fluent French, and then you said something that sounded Frenchy to me, and I don't know what it was. It's like a covering to enter a house. Like, I could draw it, but that's not going to do us any usage on the radio. You know, like, it's a, basically, it's it's like a driveway, but for, like, like into a courtyard for cars. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a walkway for cars, but it still, like, looks like a castle or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, the kind of thing that now, let's say you go to an old castle in Europe. They would have used it for horses back in the day, but they use it for cars now, but it is the same construction as a sidewalk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the idea. It fits into the to the whatever the visual vocabulary of the place better that it's not a garage it's not just a driveway it's like part of the house but you pull into like the courtyard you know? I am really surprised listen I know you say that you don't you're not surprised by Mark Davis and this crazy ass house that everybody is buzzing about on social media I'm shocked by the whole thing because I just think of him as being a guy who's single doesn't have anybody with him no kids no wife no family. Just a single guy sitting at the end of the bar at P.F. Chang's, Chang's uh, eating like some General Cho's chicken and, and eating, you know, and drinking a drink. I, I'm just surprised that he's building this massive monstrosity of a mansion, $15 million out in the desert. Oh, oh I mean, I don't know that I'm calling it a monstrosity. If I'm in line with the Raider style, you know, this thing looks like the stadium. You know, there's, I'm sure there are going to be fans who are going to want to show up and party at this guy's house, and I'm sure he's going to let them in. I, mean, I imagine that's a, probably a large part of the draw. If you're into the Raider lifestyle, you're going to like this guy's house. Look at their stadium in Vegas. thing looks like the Death Star. This sort of looks like an Imperial Cruiser that would be leaving the Death Star. 15,000 square foot home for a guy who lives by himself. I kind of say, maybe he'll just put a P.F. Chang's into the house. Maybe that's what he'll do. Yeah. Maybe that's where he'll hang out. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up next, a game of Would You Rather. I am going to be very curious to hear what Greg's come up with. But wait, if you would like to present a Would You Rather question in this game, callers are starting to get involved in this now. We took two of them yesterday. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to get in with a Would You Rather question go for it right now laura what did you just say to me that i did not hear excuse me keep them clean please and thank you oh yes keep them clean please and thank you would you rather is next on sedano and cap on 710 espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap here on a Wednesday afternoon here on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. What up? Television's Clinton Yates. Tis I. I was out there on TV talking about the handsome man community today. Did you see that picture of Jason Tatum from the, from the Celtics? I did not. Him working out, looking all glistened up. Well, he just got himself in. Instant fast track membership to the community because he looks great. I was stunned. Anyway. Were they showing off his new twenty four tattoo for Kobe? Uh, no, I don't know what. I mean, I was just looking. At, they were just workout pictures, but yeah. So we discussed that on the on the, the TV. Today. There's a lot to see right there. The tattoo. There is just a lot. <laughs> yeah, to see. a lot, a lot, a lot. Of, the thigh meat is out in a major way. <laughs> the thigh meat is out. It is. Yeah, <laughs> big time. That's <laughs> Check very out funny. The pictures. Yeah. It's very funny because I was just at the grocery store the other day with my daughter and I wanted to buy chicken thighs because that's what I wanted to grill. And she said, no, I want chicken breasts. And I, so we had a whole full debate in the store about thighs versus breasts. And you said the thighs were out. Yeah, I'm a thighs guy. In all Me too. Of life. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, today, Michael Thompson comes into the studio to hang out with the Mason and Ireland show. And uh, Mason, by the way, has been chiming in here on text. So driving around, tuning in, taking in the show. And by the way, Laura, Mason loved your What You Need to Know earlier about the college professor holding the baby in class. And I then forward him the video because I was like, dude, the the video is even cuter than the story itself, which was adorable. But Michael's in the studio today. And Laura, tell us what he brought that everybody wanted a piece of. He brought in his 2020 championship ring. And I'm so in awe uh, that I got to hold a Lakers championship ring in my hand as a Laker fan. So now, did Michael say he has eight of these rings now? Well, yeah, he has this one. He has three as an announcer, two as a player, I believe, and then Clay's. So he says he has more than Tom Brady. <laughs> That's funny. It is. <laughs> That's true. actually pretty hilarious, right there. Yeah. This thing is massive. It's so, beautiful. Is this the first time? I mean, I realize this has particular value to you because you are a Lakers fan, but like, Correct. is this the first time you've ever been in the presence of a championship ring that you could hold yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? I would love to say that. I it's, oh, I mean, you might know somebody else who's done something somewhere <laughs> where they got a ring. That's what I'm asking. No, you know? no, 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 no. I'm not okay. cool like you. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, the person I know is in my family, okay? It's not somebody I knew through anything. <laughs> Kaplan, I was going to ask you the same question, though, because you've been around a lot more dudes like how many times have you gotten to you know handle or probably faux wear one of these rings like around the house or something so i used to have this ongoing bit at the super bowl every year and my then partner at the time a guy who played 10 years in the nfl his name is billy ray smith he had a great career he was a first round draft choice of the 1983 draft the, the great quarterback draft of 83 he was the fifth overall pick so we used to have this bit we would do every year clinton at the super bowl where anybody who would come sit down with us who had a Super Bowl ring, I would ask that person if I could see the ring and hold the ring. And once that person took it off and gave it to me, 
than Billy Ray's job was to distract him by talking about something completely different. And then we would see if the person would leave without getting the ring. This is the Putin bit, for lack of a better term. He pulled this on Robert Kraft. <laughs> Dude, I will tell you that at one time, there was a Super Bowl one year. I probably had three Super Bowl rings on me at one time because guys <laughs> literally got distracted, walked away, then came flying back like, dude, 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 do you have my ring? Do you have my Super Bowl ring? I'm like, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, here it is. That's funny. But, it, yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, this uh, this Lakers championship ring, I was trying to figure out, Laura, on the side of it. Yes. It has Michael's name. It does. And then what does it say underneath that? I believe on that side, if I can pull it up, leave a legacy. Oh, oh, that's what it says. Uh -huh. Yeah. This is oh, a pretty cool ring, too. It's, it's got all the numbers beautiful. and all the players. It is gigantic. Like on the inset part, yeah. Is this one of those deals where we know the amount of number? Like, is there some wild numerology with all the, like, the diamonds or whatever? I know when the Nats won, they had, like, it was, like, there was some stupid thing where, like, the numbers added up to some nonsense meaning and whatever, whatever. Or, like, sometimes it'll be like, oh, we had X amount of wins over the past yada yada, so we had this many diamonds. Is there anything like that that we're, we're supposed to be aware of here, like a little Easter egg, if you will? I believe I believe it did. I'm not 100%, but I think it did. I would have to definitely do some research on that, but I think it did have, um, like, the purple was some kind of number and there was a reason why so i have to i have to do some research but okay. i believe there was yes is Greg, this I'll the exact same bad. ring that the that all the players got like do the broadcasters have the exact ring that no. lebron has no so this one doesn't open the player's ring does open on the top because that's the first thing i wanted to do was like crack it open but it does not open it opens what are you gonna keep a pistachio in there? what is it open <laughs> for yeah really what do you put in there no, so the, the original one opened, and I forgot what was in it, but it actually opened. And this one's a little smaller, so the player's ring's actually bigger, according gotcha. to Michael Thompson. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Greg, I'll tell you a quick story. Last Thanksgiving, I was home. One of my cousins, well, he's he's my cousin's husband, whatever, he's family. He's the head trainer for the Washington Capitals. And so they won the Stanley Cup a couple years back, and, you know, he got a ring. Like, you know, he's he, – I mean, and not, you know, not to say it's any more – worthy than a broadcaster's ring but like you know he worked on the team he definitively had a ring he gets introduced before the everything and i come back i'm with my sister and like all their kids are back and everybody's having a good time and he goes you want to see the ring and i was like oh yeah so he goes upstairs right and i'm like oh it's in the safe he's like oh of course it's in the safe so he goes <laughs> up to the safe brings it down and we're looking at it and i'm kind of touching it and putting it on and his kids come out they're like teenagers and they go dad you don't even show us the ring. What are you doing? They were furious because they were showing it to me. And, you know, it was hilarious. So that's why I asked because, like, the stories around the rings are always typically very funny, I you know, no matter what the sport or, or you know, what the, what the championship. I think, okay, so I might be 100% wrong, but I think the, the purple, it's 17 of the purple for the 17 championships. Ah, okay. I think so the, that's, that's that was, was one that's, for that's, sure. That's, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Anybody under know, because I remember when the rings were first designed and distributed, and there were a lot of articles about the jeweler in Beverly Hills who had designed these rings. Anybody know what these things, like individually, what they're worth? And I say worth, what they cost, not what they're worth. I don't know the answer to that. I know that the replicas, a lot, because these days, a big part of the industry is people getting replicas, which, mm -hmm. by the way, is mega tacky. I'm sorry. If I see you out at the bar... And you're talking about you've got a replica ring from 2020. I mean, unless it means something 
deeply emotional to you. Please don't try to use that as a stunt. I know a lot of people who do that, and it's, I don't know a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people who do that, and it's very tacky to me. But that is though, those are those are in the five figures, I think. Just the replica one, Scott. So I'm guessing they're getting pretty far up there for each guy when it comes to the real ones and all these diamonds. In the real you know, one. you talk about guys who, who rock replica rings. So I have a buddy of mine. I say a buddy. He's an acquaintance. And um, he, many years ago, before the Golden State Warriors became who they were or who they became, um, he invested some money in the ownership group. He had an opportunity. He invested. Okay. So um, as an investor, when the Warriors wound up winning an NBA title, believe it or not, as an investor, he got a championship ring. And the guy's like 5'7", 150 pounds. You know, he's kind of a smaller guy. And this guy wears this ring everywhere he goes. <laughs> and I say to him, I go, hey, Jim, I go, you know, listen, man, I go, it's a cool ring and everything, but... What do you why why do you wear it all the time? And by the way, like I said, he's kind of small in stature and he's kind of thin, and it kind of seems like his body leans to the left side because <laughs> the weight of the ring. You should see how I'm gesturing right now. Like I'm, but seriously, like this guy will wear this Warriors championship ring everywhere he goes. I got another buddy of mine who's a wise guy at the racetrack, and he used to be really good friends with Doctor Bus, and Doctor Bus gave him a Lakers championship ring. It's nowhere near like the one we're looking at it with Michaels, and this guy wears it every day. Every day, it's a talking point. I mean, do you know any NFL players that rock their Super Bowl rings? You know, any NBA guys rock them. I know. I mean, a lot of guys I know they'll wear them out as their sort of like brooch. You know what I mean? It's the decor that brings everything together. You don't wear it to the grocery store. You know, you don't wear it to go get your tires changed. But you definitely wear it to uh, I don't know the Super Bowl party. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I've seen the most is because people dudes know that after a certain point too, that's all anybody wants to talk about. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's 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 not going to get you far if people aren't that impressed. You know? I have a buddy of mine who was a college teammate. His name is Billy Davis. You've never heard his name before, but he won a Super Bowl championship with the Cowboys and he won a Super Bowl championship with the Baltimore Ravens. Every year at the Super Bowl, he shows up wearing both of his Super Bowl rings, and then you go to a party, you go to the door, like, you got a ticket? He shows his rings. Like, <laughs> like these are my credentials. Let a flex. Me, I'm <laughs> yeah. a Super Bowl champion two times. That's, that's right. That's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, yeah that's kind of what they're there for. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, when you graduate, you get a ring, and people show that off for a little bit, and then you're like, I'm over it. So it's, it's just an accomplish, accomplishment that you show off for a little bit, and then you put it away. I love Michael Thompson's ring. That was very cool it's that he brought beautiful. it in today. Where is, and it yeah. looks gigantic on your hand. Laura. It looks great. I would just only say this quickly, Cap. Whereas the other side of this discussion is, if you have any medal from the Olympics, wear it wherever you want, whenever you want, mm -hmm. and I will never have a problem with it. Okay, can I say something real, real quick? So Jostens makes an elite fan ring for $750. That's and then much a cheaper than a fan ring for about right under $600. Oh, Scott, I can buy you one. Thank you. you I, you're calling it a fan ring? So there's an elite, and then there's a fan ring. So it's just the difference of like 150 bucks. Price but points. it looks like yeah. a championship caliber yeah. ring. We're, we're, I will send you guys a link because we have to go All to right. break. Yeah, yeah. I got to see this. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up, Laura's got another version of what you need to know. I'm going to be very curious to hear what this one's all about. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap here on a Wednesday afternoon. Here on 710 ESPN, Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. What up? Television's Clinton Yates. Tis I. I was out there on TV talking about the handsome man community today. Did you see that picture of Jason Tatum from the from the Celtics? I did not. 
him working out, looking all glistened up. Well, he just got himself an instant fast track membership to the community because he looks great. I was stunned. Anyway. Were they showing off his new 24 tattoo for Kobe? Uh, no, I don't know what, I mean, I was just looking at, they were just workout pictures, but yeah, so we discussed that on the, on the, the TV today. There's a lot to see right there, the tattoo, there's just a lot <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, the thigh meat is out in a major way. <laughs> the thigh meat is out? It is, yeah, <laughs> big time. That's <laughs> very funny. Pictures. Yeah. That's very funny because I was just at the grocery store the other day with my daughter and I wanted to buy chicken thighs. Because that's what I wanted to grill. And she said, no, I want chicken breasts. And I, so we had a whole full debate in the store about thighs versus breasts. And you said the thighs were out. Yeah, I'm a thighs guy. And all Me too. Life. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, today, Michael Thompson comes into the studio <laughs> to hang out with the Mason and Ireland show. And uh, Mason, by the way, has been chiming in here on text. So driving around, tuning in taken in the show. And by the way, Laura, Mason loved your what you need to know earlier about the college professor holding the baby in class. Oh, and I then Mason. forward him the video because I was like, dude, the, the video is even cuter than the story itself, which was adorable. But Michael's in the studio today. And Laura, tell us what he brought that everybody wanted a piece of. He brought in his 2020 championship ring. And I'm so in awe. Uh, that I got to hold a Lakers championship ring in my hand as a Laker fan. <sighs> so now, did Michael say he has eight of these rings now? Well, yeah, he has this one. He has three as an announcer, two as a player, I believe, and then Clay's. So he says he has more than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it is That's true. actually pretty hilarious right there. Yeah. This thing is massive. It's so, beautiful. Is this the first time? I mean, I realize this has particular value to you because you are a Lakers fan, but like, Correct. is this the first time you've ever been in the presence of a championship ring that you could hold yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why? I would love to say that. I it's, oh, I mean, you might know somebody else who's done something somewhere <laughs> where they got a ring. That's what I'm asking. No, you know? no, 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 no. I'm not okay. cool like you. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, the person I know is in my family, okay? It's not somebody I knew through anything. <laughs> Kaplan, I was going to ask you the same question, though, because you've been around a lot more dudes like how many times have you gotten to you know handle or probably faux wear one of these rings like around the house or something so i used to have this ongoing bit at the super bowl every year and my then partner at the time a guy who played 10 years in the nfl his name is billy ray smith he had a great career he was a first round draft choice of the 1983 draft the, the great quarterback draft of 83 he was the fifth overall pick so we used to have this bit we would do every year clinton at the super bowl where anybody who would come sit down with us who had a Super Bowl ring, I would ask that person if I could see the ring and hold the ring. And once that person took it off and gave it to me, then Billy Ray's job was to distract him by talking about something completely different. And then we would see if the person would leave without getting the ring. This is the Putin bit, for lack of a better term. <laughs> he pulled this on Robert Kraft. <laughs> Dude, I will tell you that at one time, there was a Super Bowl one year. I probably had three Super Bowl rings on me at one time because guys <laughs> literally got distracted, walked away, then came flying back like, dude, 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 do you have my ring? Do you have my Super Bowl ring? I'm like, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, here it is. That's funny. But, it, yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, this uh, this Lakers championship ring. I was trying to figure out, Laura, on the side of it. Yes, it has Michael's name. It does. And then, what does it say underneath that? I believe on that side, if I can pull it up, leave a legacy. Oh, oh, that's what it says. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
This is oh, a pretty cool ring too. It's, it's got all the numbers beautiful. and all the players. It is gigantic. Like on the inset part, yeah. Is this one of those deals where we know the amount of number? Like, is there some wild numerology with all the like the diamonds or whatever? I know when the Nats won, they had like it was like there was some stupid thing where like the numbers added up to some nonsense meaning and whatever, whatever. Or like sometimes it'll be like, oh, we had X amount of wins over the past yada yada, so we had this many diamonds. Is there anything like that that we're we're supposed to be aware of here, like a little Easter egg, if you will? I believe I believe it did. I'm not a hundred percent, but I think it did. I would have to definitely do some research on that. But I think it did have um like the purple was some kind of number and there was a reason why so I have to I have to do some research, but okay. I believe there was. Yes, is Greg, this I'll the exact you, same ring that the that all the players got? Like, do the broadcasters have the exact ring that no. LeBron has? No. So this one doesn't open. The players' ring does open on the top because that's the first thing I wanted to do was like crack it open, but it does not open. What opens? What are you gonna keep a pistachio in? There? What is it open <laughs> for? Yeah, really. What do you put in there? No. So the the original one opened, and I forgot what was in it, but it actually opened. And this one's a little smaller, so the players' ring actually bigger according gotcha. to michael thompson mm-hmm. so wow. greg i'll tell you a quick story last thanksgiving i was home one of my cousins well he's he's my cousin's husband whatever he's family he's the head trainer for the washington capitals and so they won the stanley cup a couple years back and you know he got a ring like you know he's he i mean and not you know not to say it's any more worthy than a broadcaster's ring but like you know he worked on the team he definitively had a ring he gets introduced before the everything and i come back I'm with my sister, and, like, all their kids are back, and everybody's having a good time. And he goes, you want to see the ring? And I was like, oh, yeah. So he goes upstairs, right? And I'm like, oh, it's in the safe? He's like, oh, of course it's in the safe. So he goes (laughs) up to the safe, brings it down. And we're looking at it, and I'm kind of touching it and putting it on. And his kids come out. They're, like, teenagers. They go, Dad! You don't even show us the ring. What are you doing? They were furious because they were showing it to me. And, you know, it was hilarious. So that's why I asked because, like, the stories around the rings are always typically very funny, you know, no matter what the sport or, or, you know, what the the championship. I think, okay, so I might be 100% wrong, but I think the the purple, it's 17 of the purple for the 17 championships. Ah, I think that that was one for sure. that's, That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Anybody under know, because I remember when the rings were first designed and distributed, and there were a lot of articles about the jeweler and Beverly Hills who had designed these rings. Anybody know what these things, like individually, what they're worth? And I say worth, what they cost, not what they're worth. I don't know the answer to that. I know that the replicas a lot, because these days, a big part of the industry is people getting replicas, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is mega tacky. I'm sorry. If I see you out at the bar... And you're talking about you've got a replica ring from 2020. I mean, unless it means something deeply emotional to you, please don't try to use that as a stunt. I know a lot of people who do that, and it's, I don't know a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people who do that, and it's very tacky to me. But that is those, those are those are in the five figures, I think. Just the replica one, Scott. So I'm guessing they're getting pretty far up there for each guy when it comes to the real ones and all these diamonds. In the you know, ones. you talk about guys who who rock replica rings. So I have a buddy of mine, I say a buddy, he's an acquaintance, and um, he, many years ago, before the Golden State Warriors became who they were, or who they became, um, he invested some money in the ownership group. He had an opportunity, he invested. Okay, so um, as an investor, when the Warriors wound up winning an NBA title, believe it or not, as an investor, he got a championship ring. And the guy's like 5'7", 
150 pounds. You know, he's kind of a smaller guy. And this guy wears this ring everywhere he goes. <laughs> and I say to him, I go, hey, Jim, I go, you know, listen, man, I go, it's a cool ring and everything, but what do you, why, why do you wear it all the time? And by the way, like I said, he's kind of small in stature and he's kind of thin. And it kind of seems like his body leans to the left side because <laughs> the weight of the ring. You should see how I'm gesturing right now. Like I'm, But seriously, like this guy will wear this Warriors championship ring everywhere he goes. I got another buddy of mine who was a wise guy at the racetrack, and he used to be really good friends with Dr. Buss, and Dr. Buss gave him a Lakers championship ring. It's nowhere near like the one we're looking at with Michaels. And this guy wears it every day. Every day it's a talking point. I mean, do you know any NFL players that rock their Super Bowl rings? You know, any NBA guys rock them. I know. I mean, a lot of guys I know, they'll wear them out as their sort of like brooch. You know what I mean? It's the decor that brings everything together. You don't wear it to the grocery store. You know, you don't wear it to go get your tires changed. But you definitely wear it to, uh, I don't know, the Super Bowl party. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I've seen the most is because people, dudes know that after a certain point, too, that's all anybody wants to talk about. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's, that's not going to get you far if people aren't that impressed. You know, I have a buddy of mine who was a college teammate. His name is Billy Davis. You've never heard his name before, but he won a Super Bowl championship with the Cowboys and he won a Super Bowl championship with the Baltimore Ravens. Every year at the Super Bowl, he shows up wearing both of his Super Bowl rings, and then you go to a party, you go to the door, like, you got a ticket? He shows his rings. Like, <laughs> like these are my credentials. Let flex. me, I'm yeah. a Super Bowl champion two times. That's, that's right. That's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, yeah that's kind of what they're there for. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, when you graduate, you get a ring, and people show that off for a little bit, and then you're like, I'm over it. So it's, it's just an accomplish, accomplishment that you show off for a little bit, and then you put it away. I love Michael Thompson's ring. That was very cool it's that he brought beautiful. it in today. Where is, and it yeah. looks gigantic on your hand. Laura. It looks great. I would just only say this quickly, Cap. Whereas the other side of this discussion is, if you have any medal from the Olympics, wear it wherever you want, whenever you want, mm. and I will never have a problem with it. Okay, can I say something real, real quick? So Jostens makes an elite fan ring for seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's and then much a cheaper than a fan I ring for about right under six hundred dollars. Oh, Scott, well, I can you, buy you one. Thank you. you I, you're calling it a fan ring. So there's an elite, and then there's a fan ring. So it's just the difference of like 150 bucks. Price but points. it looks like yeah. a championship caliber yeah. ring. We're, we're, I will send you guys a link because we have to go All to right. break. Yeah, yeah. I got to see this. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up, Laura's got another version of what you need to know. I'm going to be very curious to hear what this one's all about. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.